Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the Improv Chronicle podcast. I'm Lloydie. The form of the improv doesn't matter two cents worth to the general public. They don't care. You've auditioned people, you've formed a team, you've practiced, you've been coached, and now you're putting on shows. Other than a Facebook post to tell your friends to come and support you, what marketing have you done? Would you even know where to start? Improv is a new art form, and it's struggling to get its voice heard. So I've spoken to people around the world who have dedicated time to get people to come and see improv. First stop, New Delhi, India. My name is Gaurav Singh. I am an improviser, actor, uh, marketing consultant and theatre manager based in New Delhi. My full-time job is that of, you know, a marketer and data company. But on the weekends, I like to moonlight as an improviser, an actor. And I've been involved in theatre for the last six years or so. Um, been everything from, you know, like a lot of regional stuff um, in Hindi, in English, and also doing some bit of plays in Spanish. But more recently, you know, I've started improvising. It's been about a year or so. And I'm associated with this group called Kevalia Plays, which... Um, actually is a group that does a lot of work in English, in Hindi, in Spanish. So we do a lot of work with where we translate Latin American um, scripts and Latin American playwright scripts in Hindi and English. And we also sort of started the first improvisation troupe in New Delhi, uh, I think about three years ago, uh, which was called QLS Improv. So you are both an improviser and you're running a theatre, but you also work in marketing. Now, that's, yes. that's, uh, that's an interesting crossover, particularly for what we're talking about at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. Improv is still around the world, not known. I mean, you set up the first improv team in, in New Delhi three years ago. That's fairly yeah. recent. So how do you go about marketing your improv shows? I think you're definitely right that um, improvisation as, um, as you know, a piece of theater, as a piece of um, arts, it's it's very new new age right now, even in India. I mean, there are only, like I know of improv teams, but they're only based in like the metropolitans of India. Like there's almost nothing happening in tier two, tier three towns. Um, in, especially in Delhi, wherein there's a, now like a huge 
sort of you know community of improvisers and you know different people focusing on different kinds of improv i think one thing that we really do to sort of market ourselves is um differentiate our practice um so like in the sort of improv shows the workshops and the sessions that we do we typically tend to start off by asking the participants to create a safe space for themselves because we realize that in a um, art form as spontaneous and as unpredictable as improv it's very easy that you know someone can say something that can make you feel really uncomfortable like someone makes a joke about your appearance about maybe your sexual orientation and i mean there are things that we um our practice at least tries to be a little um careful about so so as we marketing you know our improv shows we really highlight you know the sort of what sets our practice apart which is you know the creation of a safe space while improvising um uh, respecting ideas of comfort consent safety and improv and i think my sort of my day job as a marketer what that brings into all of this is that um it's about community building i think because at the end of the day um you know you're asking people to come and pay for show that they know that is made up on the spot and i think some of them also feel like yeah these guys are totally made up of shit like they like they were full of shit like there's nothing really like there's no art form there's no like process behind what they're doing but i think it's the fact that if someone's able to identify as a part of the community that yes i am either a performer of the improv community or i am someone who attends improv shows and i am a community member in that aspect um i think that's what we try to strive for I spent some time in London recently for rehearsals with one of my own improv teams. And while I was in the city, I took the underground across town to meet with a London-based improviser who's trying to spread the word with his own website. So, how are you? From uh, rehearsal? Is that, is that what you were doing? Or? Yeah, I've just been rehearsing. Yeah. Sal Fadley has set up improv.guide. And it's intended to be a guide to everything our community does. I'm... I guess I founded it, but I'm just one of many developers who work on it. All the developers who work on Improv Guide are improvisers or people who are training at being improvisers, and I think we've we've kept the improviser spirit live in how we develop. It's an open source project. There are no bosses. The data is free for anyone to use as long as we we kind of control that a little bit more, but anyone part of the project can get their data to test the site. I I don't own this thing. It it's a thing that needs to exist and so myself and, and the few others who are working on it we are doing our best to make it a thing that actually happens so what's the need if it needs to exist improv has a visibility problem and by that i mean well the general public have no idea where you can go and see an improv gig and you know people don't, the public don't even know what kinds of improv are out there but even within our own communities um, i studied with fa and if you ask the average fa person what improv is on tonight in your city it's a big place that they will only know you know what what's happening on at, what's happening at FA and a, a few gigs maybe their friends are running but there's a whole city there there is, there is improv happening all over this city all over this country and we just don't get to find out about it because there is no central single clearing house for that so the idea was make a thing where anyone can list their stuff make it so that if you if you if you're a venue and you host shows you can list it if you're a team you get gigs you can list your team's gigs if you're running a night list it what whatever if it's something that our community does i'll find a place for it in this website and if it's something we don't do yet just chat me on the little facebook chat widget on the website and we'll find a way to add it if if it's something you guys can use we'll we'll make it how can people get involved there's two main ways if you're somebody who is in the scene if you're if you're gigging if you're performing 
if you're if you're a, if you run a venue or you, you run a night, list your stuff, contribute your content so that your stuff is is on our site. Add as much or as little as you want. Anything you add is helpful because it, the more content is on our site, the more Google realizes that it's an important thing for our community. Another way you could help is if you're a technical person. So if you if you have any web skills whatsoever, just just click on the link and and. Myself or one of the other developers will will invite you to some of the, the private chat rooms where we talk about nerd stuff. We we talk about servers and hosting and all the stuff that really we, we don't want to bore the end user with. But there's a lot of it going on, and it, it turns out there's actually quite a lot of improvisers who are also software developers. Please come along and uh, join in in whatever way you feel you could help with. Back to New Delhi, and I wanted to know what Gaurav is working on at the moment, and how he's looking at getting audience for it. So at the moment, we um, are working on a couple of things. So the group that I mentioned, Kevalia Plays, um, um, at the moment we are really looking to sort of consolidate our discoveries and our learnings in the field of mental health and how improvisation is sort of um, you know connected and can have a deep impact on you know on mental wellness. So we are doing a couple of you know initiatives. So we have. um with october being mental wellness month we have about six workshops um happening within october we have four uh, improv jams happening um we have a production called unravel um which sort of looks at how improv mental health are connected um so for us it's the idea of pushing the applied effects of improvisation and just going deeper than the obvious comedy or the laughs aspect of it um later this month we are later later this year sorry we are planning to um host new delhi's first improvisation festival and uh, currently we are looking at um, you know sorting through all the finances and logistics the those dreadful pieces of you know pulling up a festival but oh, yeah. the good thing is we finding so there are a lot of improvisation festivals that you know bring in a lot of international performers a lot of international trainers uh, but before we go ahead and do that we really want to make sure that indian improvisation um sort of gets is its due and people who are doing improv in india they actually come and share their work with each other talking to salam gurav i got a great sense of how a community coming together and supporting each other can create audiences and that's how many improv groups and theaters have filled their venues i was still curious though how do we get non improvisers to come to see shows in the same way as performers of scripted work manage to i called up nancy wong nancy is director of marketing for vancouver theater sports who produce 11 shows a week 52 weeks a year at their own theater the improv center Nancy has an MBA in marketing and has been an account director for major advertising and PR agencies. I started by asking her about the big upcoming event at the theatre that she's been promoting. We will be hosting the um, International Theatre Sports Institute's uh, biannual conference and festival. Um, the International Theatre Sports Institute, for those who are not familiar with it. is the largest theater sports slash improv professional association in the world. They represent 90 different um improv companies around the globe. Um every two years they they host this conference and festival or they they produce it or we produce it. It's but it's somewhere every year. 
And uh, every second year. Uh, yeah, we found out two years ago in Dubai that they awarded it to us. And then we said, oh, that's cool. And then just like any improv company, we really didn't do a whole lot about this until, I guess, about March this year. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> but there's nothing like a sense of urgency. Improv company, so. so what's it going to look like in really just a few days? People arrive here on uh, the first day is Monday, the 14th of October, which is a national holiday in Canada called Thanksgiving. It's like our harvest festival. Um, so everything's shut down. And then we really get swinging on um, the following day. Between the Tuesday and the following Sunday, we have 39 different performances um, in three different venues, all on uh, Granville Island, which is the the sort of artistic hub of Vancouver. It's it's a, an actual island out in the middle of this inlet of the Pacific Ocean, um, but it's right in the center of Vancouver. So, uh, and it has a you know a huge great marketplace on it, and and there's artist studios, and it's really a fascinating place. And it's been our home here for we have our own theater here for the last ten years, and we were on that here in, in using the space in another theater for about five or six years before that. And we celebrate our 40th anniversary next year. So what should improvisers know when marketing their own shows? Um, any marketer, if you go to Marketing 101, they're going to talk to you about the five Ps. And I'm actually giving a workshop in, um, in marketing at the conference. So the five Ps are your product, um, your people, your price, your place, and your promotion. And most people, when they hear the word marketing, they think it's just strictly advertising. And it couldn't be more wrong. So the first thing is, what's your product? You, you know, you ask room full of improvisers, what's your product? And I'm going to be asking this question. More often than not, you're going to get an answer like, mm, oh, well, it's a show. Or it's entertainment. But is that really your product? You think about that for a minute. The product is the experience from the moment the, the guest arrives at your venue. And your real product, your core product, is joy. Wow. It's half an hour, 50 minutes, 95 minutes worth of laughter. So, and boy, given our earlier conversation, we all need to laugh these days. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We were, we were, we were talking <laughs> politics earlier on uh, yes. with my other hat on. So once you know what your product is and you, and you, and you, your whole organization, whether it's three people or 35 people, have all come and are on the same page about what is our product. And that includes the experience. It's not just the physical show. It's the entire thing encompassed by the experience. Then that informs everything else you've got to do to sell it. So how I like an improv when I'm trying to explain to people what it is, is first of all, unlike going to see um, any show in the West End, it's not scripted. The closest analogy I've got to this that most people can grasp, it's like jazz. It's like a jazz musician taking um, maybe a well-known piece of music and riffing on it. Um, what about um, specific interests? So, I mean, uh, a, a lot of improv forms are hard to describe. That they're, they're hard to describe to uh, in a kind of pithy sentence, aren't they? We don't. We don't actually. At least at theater sports, I have found that the form of the improv 
doesn't matter two cents worth to the general public. They don't care. Talking about getting in the weeds and talking about Armando or uh, different forms, they don't care. Don't, don't muddy it up with that kind of stuff. What you're selling is an experience. So um, what, that's what we sell. We sell an experience. How, how they get that experience, they don't care. The only people who really care about the forms and the formats and whether you've got long form or short form or a combination are other improvisers. They don't have any money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's so true oh my goodness the yeah. public do not care the the words we use uh we have we have um the, a, a guest gave us this phrase i laughed so hard my face hurt so i've plastered that on lots of stuff laugh to your face hurts or laugh to your sides hurt um uh so we talk about the laughter, the joy. We don't talk about the format. And the other thing in North America, and I don't know whether this is true over in, in your audience in Britain, but in the early days of, of improv and especially theater sports, people got hauled up on stage to participate in some way. And um, you have no idea how many people are traumatized by that. So we have... Um, a rule and we make it very you know in most of our print materials that you can that will never ever happen to you with us that we we call out and ask for audience suggestions and if we ever ask for a volunteer from the audience you cannot be volunteered we will not take you it has to be uh, an actual and there's always somebody in the audience who's who who's got enough of an ego that they want to be up on stage. So we don't have a problem finding somebody when we really want someone to do that. But, but there are lots of people who I, you know, over the course of my five years, when I've been telling them what I'm doing and how I'm doing it and, you know, the fun we're having, and they say, oh, I haven't been in like 15 years because I, I got forced up on stage and it was so horrible. And I said, well, come on, I'll give you a ticket. Come on. You'll see it's entirely different. And they'll, you know, get back to me the next day and say, I lost. And yeah, nobody was hauled up on stage. That's the thing that I have to overcome fairly regularly here. But as for the formats, nobody cares. It strikes me that we still have a long way to come as an art form to get known. And that's down to all of us in the improv community. Some of it's about doing what Sal and Gaurav are doing and building a community of artists that support each other. Much of the rest of it is surely going to be based on the wise advice that Nancy gives and selling an experience that people find appealing. From what I can tell, we have many incredible shows for people to experience. The public just need to know how much fun they're going to have. Next time on the Improv Chronicle podcast. For an art form that's unscripted, the improv scene's brought us some great comedy writers. What is it about an unscripted art form that produces so many script writers? The Improv Chronicle podcast is produced and presented by me, Lloydie James Lloyd. Please subscribe and rate us on your favourite podcast app. And if you have an idea for a possible episode, get in touch via our website, improvchronicle.com.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.